The islands of Antigua and Barbuda are two tiny islands located to the east of Puerto Rico in the Caribbean Sea. The islands were first sighted in 1493 by Columbus, but colonization did not start on them until 1635. The names of the islands supposedly come from the words antique and bearded in reference to the island's appearance. Like so many Caribbean islands, we know virtually nothing about the prehistory of the native inhabitants, known as the Araraks and later the Caribs. They did not have a writing system, and now, unfortunately, any oral history is lost. It's from one of these islands that today's person comes from. This is a short story of Black Caesar, Australia's first bushranger. John Caesar was born in 1764, either on one of the Caribbean islands or on Madagascar. Somehow he found his way to Deptford in England. Not long after, he was caught stealing and sentenced to transportation for seven years. Transportation was a nice way of saying, you need to go to Australia and remain there for seven years. British criminals sentenced to transportation actually made up the first white colonisers in Australia. So yes, Australia was originally established as a jail for the British. I mean, jails were full and Australia was not, so why not kill two birds with one stone, hey? After around 250 days, John arrived in Botany Bay on the east coast of Australia, along with a literal boatload of other convicts. This landing was to become known as the First Fleet, a famous event taught in all Australian schools. John and the other criminals were set to work building the British colony from the ground up. His days would have been spent doing manual labour such as ditch digging or woodcutting. The criminals were motivated by the idea of returning home to England once they had served their sentence, but some would also take to the new land, saving up to buy their own little slice. John was known to be a hard worker and was nicknamed Julius Caesar and eventually Black Caesar. What can I say, my people are not known for their subtlety or wit. Caesar was known to be a voracious eater and was often caught stealing food once he had consumed his camp allowance. Eventually he was caught stealing once too many times and his sentence of transportation was changed to life. There was no possibility of release and with this his hardworking ethos seemed to disappear. He escaped to the bush soon after with a rifle and a cooking pot. But Australia is a place where wild game is not easily caught. Kangaroos are tough, emus are quick, and everything else has a good chance of killing you first. John resorted to stealing food from the outskirts of the settlement and was soon captured by a fellow convict. Apparently quite indifferent to his own mortality, Caesar joked that if he was to be sentenced to death, he would, quote, create a laugh before he was turned off and play a joke on the executioner. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts. Despite his apathy towards his life, the governor was impressed with the man's physical stature and sentenced him to yet more labouring, this time on a small island off the coast known as Garden Island. During his stay on Garden Island, Caesar worked to earn the trust to labour without chains around his ankles. But as soon as the shackles came off, Caesar escaped again. 
this time commandeering a canoe and paddling back to the Australian mainland. He was caught stealing again, this time by someone less merciful than the Australian government, a local Aboriginal tribe. While trying to make off with their food, he was speared by a tribesman. Hungry and bleeding, he limped back to the colony which he had just escaped from. Feeling sorry for him, the governor of Botany Bay pardoned him for his escape attempts and sent him to work as an assistant to a doctor, a much easier role than the manual labour he was used to. Caesar does well with this and is eventually granted a small tract of land, a pig to raise and eventually finds a wife, a fellow convict, Anne Powers. They have a daughter soon after. About a year later, Caesar was working on the outskirts of Botany Bay with some men, when they were suddenly attacked by a band of hostile Aboriginals, led by the famous Pemelwai. Using whatever tools they had handy, likely pickaxes, the men fought off Pemelwai and the Aboriginals. Caesar delivered a well-timed blow to Pemelwai himself, apparently cracking his skull, which forced the band to retreat. This skirmish is important as Pemeloy would go on to play an important role in the Aboriginal resistance to British rule, which would not have happened if he was killed here. We'll be covering that one on a later episode. Some time passed after this, and despite having a wife and daughter, it seemed Caesar was not really satisfied with the life he was leading. He left the colony again, this time at the head of a small posse of convicts. These groups of outlaws who roamed across the frontiers of Australia would become known as bushrangers, and would form a significant part of Australia's national identity. The authorities in Botany Bay, maybe growing tired of this now, advertised a reward for his capture, dead or alive, five gallons of rum, whoever brought him in. About a month or two later, Caesar was tracked down and wounded in a shootout. He was taken into custody, but died of his wounds. There's an interesting newspaper article from the Manning Times, which was published in 1950. The article says that William Blakehurst, that's the guy that captured Caesar, threw a party with some friends to drink up the rum that he had just won. With five litres of rum, I can imagine it would have been a rager. Anyway, after consuming what I imagine to be quite a lot of rum, Blakehurst ends up in an argument with one of his friends and hits him in the head with an axe, killing him. Blakehurst flees the scene and becomes a wanted man. The reward for his capture? Five gallons of rum. And people wonder why Aussies like to drink so much. This story proves it's literally in our blood. So what can we say on the life of Black Caesar, or John Caesar? With very little information about his life, we don't really know what motivated Caesar to continue escaping. Especially on top of the leniency he seemed to be shown over and over again. It seemed he was fairly lethargic and probably never really felt home in Australia. Like so many other convicts in Botany Bay, John knew only petty crime and the sentencing that followed it. Although we don't know how he came to be in England from wherever he grew up, it's a safe bet to make that he didn't leave his birthplace willingly, likely victim of the international slave trade. Finding himself on a foreign, uncivilised island, far away from anything he knew, it's easy to understand his lack of concern for his own life. Thanks very much for listening to one of our footnote editions of Anthology of Heroes. With a lot of these smaller islands where history wasn't as well recorded before the Europeans turned up, it's a lot harder to get, I suppose, a, a full picture of someone. So I'll be using a bit of, I guess you'd call it creative licensing for, for countries such as Antigua and Barbuda.
Hope you enjoyed it. A huge thank you to the show's Patreon supporters, Claudia, Tom, Malcolm, and Roll. A lot of people don't realize this, but this is a one-man show, so there's a big chunk of time that goes into research, writing, editing, and all that. I love sharing these stories, and it means a lot knowing you guys are enjoying them. Your contributions help me keep the lights on, sound libraries, web hosting, books, and all that. If you're not a patron already, we've got some really cool rewards, like having the option to read out some of the quotes we use in our episodes. If you want to go have a look, tap the link in our bio. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.